Well, welcome everybody to another edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. We said it once and I'll say it again now, rinse and repeat, because after an impressive win at the Hawthorns in midweek, final score from the select car leasing stadium, a seven M4 derby, I suppose you could call it, it finished Reading 2 Bristol City nil. I said at uh, the full-time whistle on Twitter, I said, I'm really lost for words. I don't know what to say because it was rank. Uh, joining me are Mark and Ian. We'll do our usual uh, from both of you. You first, Ian. Sum that afternoon up in 30 seconds. I think what uh, what started uh, what started my uh, mood of absolute depression was was when we got a set piece, started quite brightly, got a set piece, and then Jada Silva, who can't cross the ball to save his life, uh, was put on the set piece. And the inevitable ball into the box about knee-eye, easy to clear, came about. Uh, and then Alex Scott took a leaf out of uh, Jada Silva's boot, and he couldn't kick the ball properly either. Uh, we got two blokes in the side who were supposed to be worth 20 million each. I wouldn't give you 20 grand each for him at the moment. And that's Semenyo and Scott. So I'm sorry, it was a pitiful performance. And once again, under Nigel Pearson, it's one step forward, three steps back. Okay. Mark, uh, your thoughts on that? Amongst the worst performances we've seen, I mean, the opening half wasn't too bad. We had a lot of possession, which I think is commensurate with having the extra man in midfield. I think 62% possession I looked on the half hour. No shots, in fact, no shots in the whole bloody 90 minutes. But what were your thoughts in, in summary on the game, Mark? It was a, another timid, weak performance from City after a steady performance against West Brom, where the free man midfield kept the ball well and passed the ball well in the first half, tired in the second half. Today, City were so far off it, it was untrue. Awful in possession. Powder puffing in the in the in the final in the final third, clueless in taking off Semenyo and Wells when the service for them was poor. After that, it was just pump it into the area. The charge of the shite brigade, as far as I was concerned, no shots on target. Reading weren't that much better. It was like watching with Reading watching a, a rugby team play for field possession, knowing that City would cough off up corners and one of them would count, which it did after oh, corner number eight but there's just not no positives to take out of this game we're so much better than this but the side continues to serve up a pile of steaming poo when an opportunity comes to build on a good win back yeah. to back to the same old back the basics again yeah ian uh reading came into this game on the back of uh three defeats um i mean we we came on the back of a, a good win uh against a poor west brom side in midweek, the only change to the eighteen was Pring coming in for Callas, who quote has picked up a little knock. So, you, I suppose the one thing the manager did get right was sticking with the uh, same starting eleven on his principle of you know, keep the shirt if we're winning. Yeah, but that doesn't make it right, does it? it might be his principle, but um, I don't think Pearson has got the ideas. Pearson and his coaching team, they haven't got the ideas, uh, the talent. Um, to solve the issues that we've got. I'm sick to death of watching what Mark called a timid performance. Um, it, it, there's no tempo. It, it, we're so slow. I mean, my gran 
could could run back and get in position in the time it takes us to build up an attack. The players are terrified. They're Jada Silva's terrified to shoot, so he decides to cross the ball when he's he's in three yards of space in their penalty area, about eight yards out from goal. Why mm. didn't he shoot? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was in the second half, know, wasn't it? Think, yeah, is that right? Think, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was played in by Vyman. He just put got to put his foot through the ball. I yeah. don't his powder puffed him. it across to James. It was awful. Yeah, absolutely I awful. I don't trust Pearson and his coaching team and the recruitment staff to spend the money that will be available only on the basis of all the players leaving. Um, then I, I, I look. Where was Callas today? Did we have a? a oh, he's injured. He's got an injury. Oh right, okay, yeah, because he's played a lot of football lately. Uh, you, yes. can under- you can understand. Yeah, he got he his calf. Apparently, this is straight from the man. Well, it was off Bristol Live quote from the manager. He's got a tight calf, so that's why he was out. And as somebody said on the forum, you know, like Cal Naismith was meant to be out with a ten day, but ten day in Bristol City, you know, they're they're becoming with injuries like. Um, who is it? Uh, Alan Carpets used to be with furniture. You know, it'll be ready in ten weeks. It bloody won't. It's going to be twenty-two. Tell us the truth. Yeah. Well, anyway. it's not. It's not the question of that. It, it's. It's that he hasn't had the scan yet, Dave. Because you always it, it's ten days. We don't think it's too serious. Then they have a scan. Then followed by the scan is an operation, uh, and I'm just tired of it. And. Um, in terms of being positive, there's a difference between positivity and wishful thinking. Mm. And there's too much wishful thinking going on. And um, I, I don't see, if I thought for a minute that any of them down there, and I'm talking about the co- the management team and the coaching, could provide a solution to, to where we are, the best I can say is they might keep us in this division. But then what? Then you get to the end of the season. We've got 16 players minimum going out the door. Uh, we might retain one or two. But mm. I look at that team and that isn't a pumped up, motivated team. There it's is, not a pumped up, motivated team. Yeah. It's, don't it's see not a pattern. I don't no. see that Reading were, were crap, but I could actually understand what they were trying to do. And if you look at their forwards and their hold-up play to bring people into the game and winning the first ball in the air, they were head and shoulders above ours, Jow and uh, Mighty. Head and shoulders. Well, they're two relatively big men up front, those two, though, Ian, aren't they? So yeah, they're playing like, with those. I can see but, but it's, as you say, as they play the other players in because there were players. Yeah. I mean, when we did break forward, when we did break forward, we sort of stop and wait for everybody to arrive. And it's that desire. Let's get into the action uh uh, well, what action there was, uh, Mark, in the first uh, opening phase of the game, um, that, that um, what was it? We 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 almost gave them uh, a goal when uh, I think it was Ince Atkinson stumbled uh, inexplicably over the ball. Ince uh, putting across. Mite was close. They forced a glut of corners. Our first uh, chance came when uh, JDS, uh, after a good run by Semenyo, put in. I think it was a cross that Ian referred to early on. His first cross. You just know what's going to happen, you know, easily cleared. And then it was uh, Hendrick who had a reasonable game for them. He had a shot uh, saved uh, well by Max O'Leary, who I think, you know, did okay. And literally, we lost for action points in the first half, Mark, so I'm going to let you speak. I'm just looking at my notes here. And then we had one of Alex Scott's 
poor free kicks into the box. Uh, and it was Semenya at the near post. Got his feet in a tangle. That was it in the first half. Yeah, Alan Payne said we did okay. But, you know, all that possession, nothing to show for it. Yeah, I mean, that, that the best chance on the 41st minute. I mean, Semenyo peeled away on the corner of the six-yard box and it was an acute angle and he, he he should have kept it down, but it went over the bar. But, I mean, City were just very slow. They were risk-averse, is one way of putting it, Conser- conserving energy. Reading didn't look like they were looked like they were going to score. City certainly didn't look like they were going to score. Players would get the ball, and the ball and the first touch was great. Open up the play, plenty of space in front of them, and then they kill the ball, and players would get back. So bring, they're bringing the ball back inside. The wing backs make the pitch look smaller because rather than Sykes and De Silva, rather than pushing the ball wide and getting past the man, stretching play. They decide to put the foot on the ball and play it inside. So lots of sideways passes, which is fine if you make a pass in into the lines and somebody got their back to goal and plays a one-two. But there's none of that. It was just pass, pass, pass. Try and win a free kick. Nothing at all. They conserved so much energy. I thought we come out in the second half, pumped well, up, but we just it was just more of the same. Well, let me come across to, to Ian for the start of the second half because you say going at nil-nil, as you say, uninspiring game of the highest order. Um, and then uh, I think that lad, Mite, put a shot wide. It hit the uh, stanchion post at the back of the goal. But sloppy, 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 sloppy pay, two corners, and you knew what was going to come, Ian, didn't you? Yeah? Because that Ince, he loves doing something against us and... You know, take us through that first goal. Zonal marking we're meant to be doing, yeah? Who's in the zone when Mamadou Loom came up? Ian. Oh, take your mic off, Ian. Nice, nice sharp flat ball into the near post. Um, yeah. And mighty, uh, sorry, the midfield player got up. And glanced at home, more or less unmarked. We had a few blokes jumping up behind him, shutting their eyes. Um, Max, nothing Max could do with it. It, it was it was too. It wasn't the keeper's ball. Although we had a rush of blood later on, and come flying out to the edge of the box again for a ball we didn't need to. But I think that a lot of that is pure frustration. Um, so I I think that. Um, it was avoidable. Uh, we were giving away unnecessary corners on the basis that we thought, oh, well, it's, it doesn't matter if they get 20 corners, we can defend them all. Well, clearly, we haven't quite got it right, have we? Um, but there was so much wrong with our performance today. I could give you a list of 20 things wrong, and I couldn't give you one thing that I thought we did well. Not oh, one right. thing. Normally, it's something, isn't it? But Yeah, no, could, there's nothing. Say, oh, well, there's nothing. I can't O'Leary, O'Leary had a brilliant game. Or, I mean, I'll tell you what, I've had a look at Max O'Leary. And his distribution is far better than any of our central defenders. I mean, in the first few minutes, Zach Viner and Atkinson nearly gave the ball away. Well, yeah. they both gave the ball away, but Reading weren't good enough to go through us. Correct. But like sloppy forward passing. After that, everybody's terrified, and it's backwards, sideways, yeah. backwards. No, sideways. I mean, look, Reading, Reading weren't a good side, but it's a no. it's a reflection. 
it's a reflection on the state of the division, really, that, you know, they were crap, yet they're sitting there nestled in seventh uh, slots, you know. But, uh, Mark, I'll come to you on the division. The division, the division well. is crap, uh, Dave, and that's why we've, we've got as good a chance of going up this season as we'll ever have because there isn't – I don't think there's a good side in the division. On what no. I've seen, it's so average yeah. that all we need to be is above average to do quite well. But well, I just don't think I don't think we can get there. No, um, Mark. Sticking on that first goal, we've been told that yeah we're doing zonal marking. Well, we've been doing that for a few weeks now. It ain't working away from home. Our home record defensively is pretty good, but away from home, we let two goals in every game. I'm sure somebody will correct me up on that. But you know, away from home, I think the 26 goals is it that we've conceded now. Most of them away performances have been two a time. Zonal marking, we've got defenders, Mark, who are coaches. Uh, sorry, coaches who were defenders in not bad professional careers. And as Ian says, yeah, we don't seem to be learning, do we? Well, we seem to, I mean, we we conceded 14 corners against West Brom. And we dealt with them mainly very well, although nobody seemed to get a, a run on our defenders. I mean, with this one, the ball came came in. Uh, Loom peeled away from Viner, and then he had Sykes in front of him. So you know, it was like walking, it was like wiping his feet on a on a uh, on a on a on a doormat, really, wasn't it? And he just met it at it, it, the near post and, and headed it in. But compare their defending it corners to ours. Just ruled all in wrestling. They grabbed all oh, of our players, absolutely. just yeah. pulled them pulled them around. Lots of as you described it, shit out housery to get into our heads and our corners were all dealt with dealt with easily. So that was the difference. They were aggressive. I mean, you get to the Premier League and the referee might say with VAR, keep doing that, pull a player down. I might I might I might give a penalty in a yeah. championship, no chance. But just all in wrestling, make it as hard as possible for the for the attacking team to score, get in their faces, and that that's that's the way they dealt with it. And we can deal, deal with it today. But if you give that many corners away and play against a team that just plays for, you know, for field possession, mm. puts the ball, uh, plays the ball into the into the flanks, held up by big players and concede that many corners, they're likely to score from one of them. And that was corner number eight they, they scored from. Yeah. But like I said, compare the defending and we're going to concede goals from corners and set pieces for the rest of the season. If we carry on, it's just logical. You watch us defend. Soft. Well, it's it's soft from defense. Soft. You want to see what over. we're really bad at? Have a look at our attacking set pieces. The delivery is pitiful. Awful. Yeah. Alex Scott, 20 million pounds. You are joking. No, no it, I, well, that was another thing and, I was going to say. I think the value of Scott and Semenyo, based on oh, the last plummeted. two months' performances, halved. Halved. Oh, more than halved. I mean, if you look at the two of them at the moment, um, I, I, I think they're, they they don't. I mean, did you, have you seen Semenyo shooting? He's gone back to what he was two seasons ago. Who's yeah. working with the kid on the training ground? Well, we got a forward coach in. in yeah, Jason I mean, I, I would so... I, I would I would agree that he lashes the ball. I wouldn't have taken him off today because he's the only player in the team with his back to goal. As if he gets the ball to feet, he can open play up. I mean, well, he'd hope his you yeah, know he can, first... he can open play up. When his first touch in the pass, and the same you could say for Naki Wells, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have taken them both off today. I mean, the problem is, 
if you're gonna if you're gonna take both those players off, you need to get crosses in, but you need to get that you need to get crosses in from nearer the box and players beating men. Neither I think Pring did that a couple of times, but Sykes Sykes didn't. I mean he won a couple of fouls, but they're not trying to stride down down the flanks. It, it just didn't it didn't work like that. We just we just played crosses in, uh, you know, pr- from 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 inside positions. And and tried to and tried to luck out and we didn't, did we? I think yeah. Martin probably won yeah, one good. He won one good header, didn't he? That had a shot from that had a shot from Sykes. Well, and I was, was going to come on to the substitutions because he did a triple substitution uh, on the hour. Ian, well, in fact, you know, sixty nine minutes he'd done. He'd used four additional players then. But you firstly in the substitutions, timing, and the personnel. Your thoughts on that? Well, it didn't make any difference. I thought Weinman looked a bit, bit busy when he came on. Um, once again, didn't get didn't get any service. Martin won a few balls, knocked a few balls down. Um, Conway was running about a lot, but I didn't look at him and think, right, I think we're going to win it now, um, because there is no service, there are no crosses, there are no set pieces. Mm. They they're just absent. You couldn't even say. Well, you can say they're bad set pieces, but they're basically absent. Answer your earlier uh, question. Only one team in the division has conceded more goals than Bristol City. Oh, oh. oh. yeah. Um, and if we go on like we're we're doing, we'll con- again we'll concede over over seventy goals this year. Um, sounds like an extrapolation to me, there, Ian. I don't. Well, it's, it's, I don't give a <laughs> shit what it is. It's a fact. I mean, if if you look at the goals scored, um, we are. Well, we stopped. We've we've not scored in three of the last seven games, and as somebody's put on here, we've only managed three shots on target in uh, in those three games. In fact, somebody's put this is interesting statistic. Eh? QPR. We're, the, we're the fourth highest scorer in yeah. that division, and 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 that's we'd not not look well. Uh, we got two goals up at West Brom, but we're yeah. in most games like today. I can't remember us looking like scoring apart from. You know, that one at the end when Sykes put in that left-footed in-swinging cross to the far post, what was Scott trying to do with his right foot? The kid has got a decent left foot. I've seen him score from outside the box with his left foot. Why didn't he swing his left foot at it? What's he doing with his right foot? Yeah. What's up with him? Well, this is it. What is up with him? Because you look at the way Alex Scott's playing and, you know, you're thinking... He's not all that, is he? Well, well you watched him. You compare that with a performance earlier in the season against Blackburn, carrying the ball out of defence, full of confidence, and you know, pa- passing the ball, playing a one-two with Conway, then passing to Vyman that sets up sets up Naki Wells for that third goal. There's none of that. He's just well, pl- he just dropped. Why is it? Why deep, is it pumping, bu- pumping balls into the well, famous balls? Perhaps we've done our usual thing and coached it out of him. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Those players look to me like they need a plan and they need um, a coach that's going to motivate them and uh, coach them. He, d- well, he doesn't seem to have. He spent today, right? Let's not have this as a Pearson bashing session because we'll have the thought police after us if we do. This isn't a Pearson bashing session, but he was sat on the bench. Yeah, we're the thought police, sir. We're the thought police, David, and we haven't had our dinner. Yeah. Yeah, let's just wrap up the game, though, and the second goal we got to talk about. I mean, you know, we didn't look like 
scoring from anything incisive. Uh, they had a good chance on 88 minutes. Good save from Max, from uh, Ince. And with that save in mind, you've got to say a couple of other things that he did. I know Ian said he came out too far for one cross, but he did okay, did Max. But in the winning, well, the point-clinching goal in the third minute of injury time, Hendrick wins, uh, does a good pass down the line. Shane Long muscles his way past uh, close. And lo and behold, squares a ball across. There's Andy Carroll. Ian, you know, inevitable that if you're pressing in a weak, pathetic way, but you're going to get caught on the break. But again, you know, Shane Long should have been over the over the touchline, not able to go past well, a you, player like that. Did you see Close's attempt at, at tackling him out on the touchline? Well, it was sort of like powder puff, wasn't it? Well, he ran into him and fell over. Yeah, you know, yeah, he fell on I his mean, fell on his back, didn't he? Take one, take yeah, but what what? I mean, it, it you was, say take one for the team. Tommy Conway did, didn't he? Because he got. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not going to. He's only going to get a booking out there. Just tap, tackle him, grab his legs. Gave, Doesn't matter. Yeah, but Tommy, Tommy did that after he gave the ball away and caused the problem. I mean, yeah. why do all our players want to pass the ball backwards all the time in sideways? Do you think mm. if if we had a coach tomorrow like Bielsa, do you think we'd be playing the football we're playing? And I'm not suggesting we can go and get him. Well, no, we we play, used to play murder ball. We just play like it's murder. Well, it's just boring. I mean, I look, I look at it, my overwhelming emotion is boredom. I could have switched that off after, after 10, 15 minutes. It, it was, it was oh, what am I doing this for? Yeah. Um, and, we, and, and, and the only the team we've, I mean, and then we dominated a team like Blackburn. It was a long time ago, obviously, in past history. It was nearly but we've two done months that. ago. It yeah, can't. but we, we can play like that. But the, you know, sim, a lot of the same players aren't don't don't want to keep the ball, uh, aren't good in possession, and they they just suddenly lost their their confidence. Yeah. You know what? What's that happened was seven to those weeks players? Ago. What, seven they, weeks yeah. ago, it was. Mark. Have they lost their confidence since Tuesday? I can't understand. That's it. I can't understand when you build a platform well, nobody, like that. Nobody it wouldn't, can. It wouldn't... The only person who could tell you is the manager, and he doesn't. He'll just come up with a load of. Well, you know, if players do silly things, yeah, but you're the bloke who's got to stop them doing silly things. That's your job. So, would you advocate for getting rid of Pearson now? Then, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'd have got rid of him last year. But who's going to yeah. come in? That's the only problem because well, we got no money. That's the worst reason for for not getting rid of somebody. No, I'm just saying. But who do we? Who no, do listen, we? Who listen, do we bring in? Who comes in as a replacement? If my time job was was finding a manager for Bristol City, I'd go and get one. Go and get the bloke who was at um, Uddersfield last year. Go and get him. No, but listen, no, I'm trying to play. Yeah, I'm trying he's available. I'm trying we, to be can the, we afford uh, him? <laughs> I'm going to be like the uh, so-called unbiased Fiona Bruce here, where I'm trying to argue <laughs> the obvious, really. But, well, uh, I mean, you know, Nigel Pearson's done a good I'm job of having, convincing I'm us we can't do... any of this. Just I'm very quickly. Any of this. All right, Fiona. Sorry, no, uh, David. I'm not having any of this because Pearson is working under a lot of pressure and you know he's had he's had a he's had to inherit a whole load of guff and everything and next summer's going to be fine because it'll be clear the decks and we've got four or five of the players that are taking up 70% of the wage bill so stop moaning and we are where we are we're in the championship let's be thankful for it and what have you sorry i can't say that i can't say that i'm pissed off 
It ruins my Saturday. I know we have the high... Yeah, it was great winning at West Brom. But it's the performance. And again, if we'd have lost 2-0 today and we'd have put up a fight, we'd have put up a bloody fight, and we didn't. We had no fight. And therefore, and I put on Twitter, players, manager, or both. So, Ian... You know, hang on a minute, hang a... on a minute. I'm voting David Pottier for PM. He's got my I'm putting my nomination papers in. What about you, Ian? No, no, I think no, no, I don't think Ian, <laughs> Ian's gonna to commit to that. Ian, look, players, manager, or both. Are they in a comfort are they in a comfort zone? And the plan, you've said about playing with a plan. I've taken the last three home games I've taken guests, and they said, You've got a plan. But so that is, it does point a finger at Pearson, doesn't it, Ian? Well, of, of his signings, four started in the first 11 today and uh, two were on the bench, out of the seven on the bench. So out of 18 players, six were players he'd signed. Now, only one of the players that he signed, uh, Naismith, is injured. Mm. So that's no, why... I don't, no, I Wilson. Don't, well, Wilson. hang on. Oh, well, okay, Wilson. But Wilson wasn't playing anyway. He couldn't get a game. I had more chance of getting a game at right wing back than Kane Wilson. So let's not start looking looking back in hindsight and say, oh, yeah, well, if we had Kane Wilson, well, when he was fit, he couldn't get in the team. Then he came on, played against QPR for 10 minutes. And um, uh, what did he do? Did his knee, didn't he, poor lad? So... I look at that and I think, well, do I, is this the bloke I want to do my recruitment? Because is he going to sign? We need to sign players better than the ones we've got if we're going to do better. Now, I honestly don't see it. I just honestly don't see it come, uh, happening. And, and, and if anybody can say, well, no, no, it will because of this and because of that. Fantastic. If that's what you believe, fair play to you. And before I forget to say it, God bless to every single one of those City fans that went up there and watched that. Because Two and a half, yeah. The, the people well, you could hear them there, singing. They sang their hearts out. Hang on, Mark, don't interrupt. I said the ones that were up there were kept with the club right to the end. And that was a hard watch. It was a hard watch for me. And I'm not up there and I haven't seen it. But And they just do not deserve that level of support. Look at Birmingham. Same again. And the way they played there. You tell me that's players that want to play for Bristol City? Because I don't think they do. But who are you but then Ian, you're sort of starting to point not point the finger, but you say they don't want to play for Bristol City. Look at players for player. And if you look at our midfield today, Scott, yeah. Williams, and James, midfield yeah. three. On yeah. paper, on paper. No, they're I'm, not. No, they're not. How many goals have they scored and how many assists have they got? This season, those three. Joe Williams got one goal. It's his first goal ever for us. Matty James, how many goal? How many goals and assists did he get last season? Now Scotty, I don't know what we've done to Scotty because he looks a real. Well, look like Mark said. Look at his, look at his performance at, at uh, Blackburn in the first half. What's happened? Yeah. I haven't done anything. It's not my fault. It's not your fault or Mark's fault either. We haven't done anything. All we've done is paid our money and turned up down there. And then you see that crap. What do you think, Mark? Why have we regressed? 
Eh? Well, I, I think we've regressed. I mean, I don't know what, what you think, Mark. Do you, do you think that we've gone backwards or, or we've actually made good progress this season? No, we've gone, we've gone backwards. We showed at the beginning of the season we were capable of playing good football, right? We leaked goals, left, right and centre, a lot of them away. But we, you know, we played with confidence. We played the ball to feet. We passed and we moved the ball and we, cre- we created numerous chances and we scored goals for fun. We played high-risk football, but we got, we, got, we got some reward for it. But now we're just playing very timid football, very safe football. That's fine if you're able to create some chances and you look like you're going to score. You play the ball to feet. Why have we stopped doing what we were good at? Well, like we I just said, well it down. Yeah. yeah, we had no, we got no, we got no clue. Like I said, like I said, Alex Scott. I mean, nobody's going to want to buy him at the moment, so we won't worry about losing him in January or next summer. Look how, I mean, he was playing up to the halfway line. You want a player like that? He's capable of of taking the ball in in the uh, in in space. He wants to receive the ball in space and go and beat players. He's capable of beating players. He stopped doing that completely. If you get a player like that who can carry the ball forward or Semenyo, they can open up. Just play players in. Your Tommy Conways, Naki Wells. We have just stopped trying to play football, stopped having a plan. Now, compare that with a team like Millwall, who haven't got a pot to piss in. They've, 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 got, they've, they've got players. They've got, yeah, four in a row. They've got players with belief. They know they stick to a plan. Gary Rowett knows what's realistic. You know, that he, you know that he, he, he just needs the players to be up for it. And they are up for it every game. They stop teams playing. They're niggly, they're nasty, but they're effective every in, in most of the games that they play. He knows that he's going to get 80 to 90% and more from his players every single game. You can't say that for Bristol City. And, you know, we've, we, play, we pay our players good money, but we're not getting a return. Psychologically, well, and, why can't the players get themselves well, up for it in these thing, matches? Right? That's the that's problem. Why can't I put, they? I, I put on the Twitter pre-game, I put Reading, you know, a station stop on the way to London. Other than that, that's about it. Oh, by the way, in the last 20 years, they've had two spells in the top flight, yeah? And they haven't been done for FFP yet. And, and apparently they're only allowed to play 12 grand a week on wages for players, right? So, you know, they've got a player like Shane Long and Andy Carroll out there. So are they playing for peanuts yeah, or what? They you have know, been what's... done under FFP, Dave. They had a points deduction last season. Oh, but they managed to stay up, didn't they? Yeah? Well, they yeah, did. but they still got yeah. they still got done. I mean, you can get a points deduction and still stay up. Yeah, they only got a six one, didn't they? Yeah, so that one's yeah, too bad. It doesn't matter if it's six or, or what, yeah. sixty six. They go straight down, but they did get one, and they've got all kinds of restrictions on what they can. That's why they got so many players on loan and short term contracts and stuff. But like they still that. fashioned a performance and a method, then, didn't they? So you know, an instant. Every if, it, if Paul Ince, let's say Paul Ince had stepped into Bristol City's manager's job eighteen months ago, everybody could have gone what. Because he had all that, but he's managed to fashion a team that, okay, they didn't look great today. They still beat us 2-0, and they're sat there in seventh place in the division. Yes, they lost three going into this game, three in a row, and they were 2-0 up in the last one they lost, yeah? So why can we not organise our resources so that we're horrible and we go to Reading and we might lose 1-0, but at least it was a bruising encounter not a powder puff thing. And that comes down to the manager and the coaches, doesn't it? 
Well, I think Ian said this before, is that Nigel Pearson's convinced the club that if they change the manager, things things will get worse, and you know that that, that, that he's convinced us that we can we can be we can be mediocre most most times, and it'll be it'll be fine. The club's mentality is is all wrong. It's just we're, we're players. The players are soft. The management are soft. There's no there's no jeopardy. The the, uh, the uh, Steve Lansdowne and the board. Well, Steve Lansdowne is the board. Aren't worried about changing Nigel Pearson at all. The pro. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy for Nigel Pearson to carry on. It's fine. Carry on. But why can't he get the players pumped up? After a, a decent performance at West Brom, it wasn't great. It was decent in the first yeah. half, and we held on a bit in the second. Yeah, that's you want to go go true. go forward, pumped up, go to Reading. We got two thousand fans screaming their hearts out. That's all I could hear singing. I could only hear the City fans singing this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Brilliant singing all through the game. They gave them nothing, absolutely nothing. Just go out there and and play like it's it's your last game. It's just too comfortable, and it's like that manager after manager after manager. The whole mentality of the club is 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 wrong. We got a lovely high performance centre with millions spent on it, but it's just churning out players who are in their comfort zone, who can, who can win a game every few weeks, take the money, and everybody's happy. Well, I'm not happy. A lot of the fans aren't happy, but convince you know Nigel and and the, and the board managed to convince us that if we change, if we don't, if we unless we if we change him, he said it. It'll be a lot worse. That's 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 the problem. But ain't gonna change no, things. That's an arrogance. That's an there's arrogance. No, well, there's no there's no there's no pressure. The, you know, it's just this lovely comfort zone. We were very nice. The community, the club, and the community does a great job. The high performance center is great, but the players. And we're don't still getting the crowds of twenty thousand a week, yeah. which is yeah, we get which is yeah, 12, 10, 000, Not all of them. Not all of them turn up every week. More than the average attendance was probably for all of the noughties and the tail end of. Uh, tail end of the 90s. Ian, um, you know, we got all this transfer activity in, in the summer, out players, out of contract and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting, this thing about Richard Gould and the ECB, and I didn't realise, but the chairman of the ECB was Gould's boss at Surrey. So somebody put on there, oh, Gould won't leave, Gould won't leave because he loves the club. He bloody doesn't. He got a job there when he came out of the army 20 years ago and did a good career and came back on a decent salary and for anything else, an improvement on uh, Ashton just in terms of his demeanour. But I think it's highly likely that Gould could get off of that job and could even be working his notice now and City have kept it under wraps. Yeah. Um, if he goes next summer with all these players that are going to be going or players coming, it's a bloody shit show again, isn't it? You know, well, we're not because yes, you said you don't trust. I've said it, we but we've all said it on here we don't trust Pearson with the money. No, which isn't going to be as much as it was well theoretically yeah. two months ago. Yeah, but I think if Richard Gould's offered that job, he'll take it. And if I was him, I'd take it. And I'm a, I'm a much bigger City fan than he is. Um, <laughs> I think he was. I don't know. He he's was, taller than you, isn't he? He was. He was brought in to do a. Uh, to do a job, and that was cost cutting. That's one of the main things: cost cutting, cost cutting, and then grow it. Um, 
The cost-cutting bit, I think we've done. Steve Lansdowne said recently that the wage bills down below 20 million, I think a figure of 18 million, which he said he thought the salary cap should be, is there. So that that side of it has been done and, and that will improve dramatically in the summer when lots of the well, well-paid players, Calas, Closer, uh, sorry, Calas, Bentley, uh, Bentley um, Jay Silver, are out the door, right? Mm. But I'm just, something's caught my eye as you were talking. There's a still here of uh, Mamadou Loon's goal. And that, by the way, that was his first goal for Reading since he joined him on Porto and he can't get near Porto's team, right? So this is what it looks like. Loom is two feet above the next nearest City player. Zach Viner looks like he's lifting, lifting him in a rugby line-out. I think it's Alex Scott. He's staring at his navel. Mark Sykes um, is looking at him um, with his feet on the ground. And Tim Closer is two yards away uh, looking towards our goal with his eyes shut. That's what it looks like to me on the still. So when you think... How did he score that goal? Then, then that's the that's how he scored it. And and okay, you can yeah. you can take a still and it, it can be taken at a certain angle or whatever. But the bloke, you talk about head in shoulders, he is waist above from the waist up, and he's a big boy, he's about six two, six three. He's waist up from and what on earth is, is Alex Scott trying to do marking him? That's what you get with zonal marking. Yeah. Get somebody, look at him and, and look at Jow and think, right, who's the two biggest blokes we got? Closer and Atkinson. Get them on them. All right, if the centre-round oh, comes oh, up. Oh, in which case, then, you move away from zonal marking and you pick up the player. That's what I just said. That's what you should so, do. Yeah, but yeah, well, but, yeah, but that's it, you saying that, Ian. It's the bloody manager should know, you know, that, right, they got two big blokes up front, right, and a big central defender, right, Forget the zonal marking. You know how they play, right? This week, guys, we're going to right. do man for man. Now, we'll pick now up what did we do? What, so, what did we do against Millwall? Exactly the same. They got Cooper, who's the size of a wardrobe, right? He, he, he stood next to Zach Viner. I was watching at, at, uh, one of the uh, set plays. He stood next to Zach Viner. He made Zach Viner look like Jay De Silva. And... We did. We did. It's the same thing, it, and it was. It wasn't a really smart, different set piece. It was an outswinger to the far post. He dropped away to the far post. He was completely unmarked to head it back across goal, and that happened yeah. three or four times. Okay, their their winning goal. We threw that one in the net for him. So this is the Millwall game I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it we're not learning lessons. We don't improve. I could come up with better set pieces than we've got in an hour. Yeah. Far better. Well, look, here's a, here's, here's, I just want to say what's on the text here. Loud Lisa's uh, said on here, we haven't got any money. Lisa, <laughs> other than the parachute club payments, you know, none of the clubs, well, there's at least 12 clubs that don't get a, a number of clubs, haven't got the money, and a number of those clubs, they don't get the crowds that we get. So it's... I can't stand this constant woe is us. No, and what no I'm, I'm not, not having it either. Look, you've got 
the top two, QPR and Blackburn, none of them got parachute money, and no. they, they were both more or less skin, right? And, and say, one so, has got an experienced manager like Tony Mowbray, because I would put Tony no, he's Mowbray. Gone. He's gone, he's hasn't gone. he? Of course he has, oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, so he's, got got manager Sunderland. he's manager of Sunderland now. Of course he is. Yeah, who's but, manager at Blackburn now? Uh, John, uh, John Dal Thomason. Okay, so but if you look at, look at the clubs then... up there, it is true to say that the parachute payments give you an advantage. Yeah, they're bound to. You start the season with forty-two million quid, more than uh, more than the other clubs. But what the likes of QPR, Blackburn, Millwall, who were fifth, Reading, Luton, are showing is that you don't have a great deal of money. I mean, you know, when you say, I mean, Millwall are five points above us. Because they won, I mean, they, they won at Watford the other night. Now, now Watford have got parachute money. They're fifteenth. They're below us. Well, only one point is true. But yeah. it, this this thing about, I mean, because I think it's a little bit like this free it that people mention. You, if you're like that, you're beat before you go on the pitch. You, you, it's it's the game's over before you even go on the pitch. You think, oh well. well you know, this lot, well, they have got some money in mind. West Brom have parachute payments, right? West Brom are 23rd, and they got 14 points, yeah. and we beat them up there. So let's, yeah. it, it's not just the parachute payments. Um, QPR went out and got a rookie manager who, who was known in the game, apparently, as a very good coach. And that's the point I was making earlier on. This is Beal. Yeah, Bill, who, who turned, turned down the chance to speak to Wolves this week. So they go out and, and they say, right, who do we who's who's got a really pie up reputation as a coach? Well, this assistant at Gerrard's, everybody up at Rangers said he, he's brilliant and he's he's the, the brains behind it. Oh well let's go and get in there. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Yeah, Michael. Now, interesting, you talk about, about Gerard, talk about Gerard, uh, who's yeah. been binned off by Villa. Has Craig yeah. Shakespeare gone as well? Uh, all his backroom staff went. It, it was um, the other. Because, know, you know, was Craig, Craig Shakespeare, Shakespeare there? Was he there? Because on, I know that Gary McAllister was was an assistant, and uh, uh, as well as him going, it's the same with Bruce. Another four Craig or five. Shakespeare. Well, if he's not at Villa, then he's at Norwich. Well, all right. Well, another four or five people went, as well as Gerard, because I saw on a strap line on Sky, and the same thing happened with. Uh, Bruce at West Brom, um, his coaches went, and one of them was his son Alex. So yeah. he's, you know, he's assistant head coach at Norwich. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so Craig Shakespeare leave, says he right. Okay. Yeah, leaving that leaving that to one side, we've got to get someone who's a modern, forward thinking coach. Right. If it we cannot go on like we're going on because I was um, oh just another. Quick mention before I forget it. I was at uh, Beanie's Wake yesterday down at Ashton Gate. Um, really tremendous day. And the, the the people that attended, there was somewhere between the crematorium and, and the wake, there was somewhere between, I would say, 650 and 1,000 people that, that attended. Um, and it, it was it was good to, there aren't many people that I jump in a car and, and uh, drive up from Devon to say goodbye to, but I, I wanted to do that. And I saw a lot of the old faces and a number of people that were saying, yeah, we're going to Reading tomorrow and we're going to do this. And these are people that have followed the club for as long, if not longer than we have. 
yeah. like 50 years plus. So uh, the, the support is there. And our support this year at home and away has been fantastic. And, and years ago, Pearson wouldn't have got away with this. I'm telling no. you that. Well, you were there, no. Dave. You, you know. Yeah, no. I mean, well, we always used to be there in the late 60s chanting dicks out and what have you, which you probably exactly. got thrown out of the ground for you can't saying say, you can't. Days. Yeah, they can't say that now. That's the no, same thing can't. happened with Arthur Cox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the old Newcastle manager. Yeah. But yeah. All, joking, all joking apart, um, uh, you know, what a wonderful day and a wonderful send-off to a, to a cracking bloke. Um, yeah. Were there a lot of fans from other clubs there, Ian? So, yeah, there were. There were some lads that um, had met him at England games and, and, and they came down. I, I didn't meet nice. any of them. But there were so, I mean, there were so many people down there that, that I mean, you, you, it was impossible yeah. to get around and speak to everybody. But yeah. just from from my perspective, um, there's a load of things right in terms of the support of this club. And one thing yeah. I will not do is have anybody have a go at the supporters. Well, they're not. Um, but, but those supporters, they, Ian, they, have a go. But some certain yeah, of those supporters. I will have a go. I will. I'll have a go, and other people are having a go at the players and at the management and they're yeah. getting paid an awful fortune well, in most lot, people's terms yeah, to turn are, out garbage like this and it's unacceptable yeah. and Nigel Pearson and the others need telling yeah well and but I'm sure West Brom their fans are feeling exactly the same you know because they're in yeah. a worse position than we are with the money and everything you know the, the, the club is that club is in an absolute mess. And Watford, you know, people are saying Billich is already just one defeat away, but it just shows a Vega as a football. I mean, thankfully, we've got a week off, a free midweek, and if I can uh, get my stuff together, I'll process the interview I did a couple of weeks ago with Dave Rennie, the player, member of the 89-90 promotion scene, a team. Lovely chap he was too. I'll try and get that up uh, so you've got something to listen to midweek. But so the uh, the um, roller coaster rolls on to uh, next Saturday when it's uh, Swansea City, other visitors. Um, Mark, uh, you know, does he does he change the team? What does he do? You know, assume let's assume Naismith is fit. Maybe it's a big ask, but let's assume he's fit. And Callas. You know, he was rested today because he had the calf. Yeah, so if Naismith and Callas are fit, you do, how, how do you how do you line up next week against uh, Swansea? And there's a big ask to ask if both of them are fit, but, you know, you could say, well, leave it to Sheffield United, yeah, but let's just assume Callas and Naismith are both fit. How do you line up uh, against Swansea next week? Which is a midday kickoff, isn't it? Is that right? Is yeah, yeah, is, midday yeah. kickoff. I take yeah. out, I take out the silver and uh, and Sykes and play play Tanner and and Pring. It's wing backs. If you're going to play wing backs, get you know you want players who can stretch the game. Yeah, we we just don't do that. You could go, you could you could take out uh, Williams or James and try and and, put, and play and play Vyman behind a front two. Uh, of Wells and and Semenyo again, or Wells uh, and 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 Conway, but you've got you've got to go back to actually wanting the ball and and carrying the ball and passing it to feet, pass and move the ball. We're just not not doing that. The belief isn't there. Now, mm. just just going back to Nigel Pearson, he isn't going to go. The only way he'll go is if we stayed in the bottom three for a few for a few weeks and lost about four or five games in a row because there's no jeopardy at this club. So how does? 
how to how does Pearson and his and his backroom team get the get the best out of those players who showed early in the season that they can play with confidence and play attractive football? Why can't they can't expect them to do that every week? And we are where we are, but why can't they get themselves up for games? Why can't they do it? What's the answer? Because we're just probably the same reasons. Like some of do it we just is. Ex- they... Do we just accept it? Is that what's going to happen? Well, is it just I think going to drag what, on look, until, I think until what, we get ourselves in the shit? Certain what, of the what? critics of us, certain of the critics of us on this podcast, is that we appear not to accept that we are where we are and it is what it is. And you know, well, we we you know we've got to deal with the problems of 2019 and like it and lump it and be thankful we're in the championship and yada, 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 you know. Well, did any other, did, excuse me, we, we know with COVID and stuff like that, did, did yeah. COVID happen anywhere else apart from Bristol? Well, I think I, it was only Bristol that was affected by COVID. Have you I know, missed something? Bloody, yeah, so no, the whole thing. It's twaddle. If you look at the money that clubs lost, yeah, clubs lost money during COVID. Millwall lost money. Luton lost money. But yeah. you're talking single finger billions, single figure yeah. millions. You're not talking thirty eight million quid. Oh, I know. And I haven't agreed the wages of any player at Ashton Gate, nor of you, and nor is Mark, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm sorry, but if you look at Swans, you we've got they're not bad away from home. They're the tenth best team in the division so far this season, with a record mm. of played seven, won three, drew two, lost two. Uh, with a minus two goal difference, but he picked up 11 points out of the 21 on offer. Um, so, uh, like all the games, they ain't going to be a pushover. No, and, and but getting back are, to the question that I asked Mark Ian, so they what's are a, your they team? Are, sorry, what's they are a possession-based team, based team yeah. that we'll be better against because when we're poor, we tend to have a lot of the ball. And the problem is, We've got no idea what to what do to with do it with because it. we haven't got a midfield general. We're meant to be a bloody Sorry. football team. So what, what was We're the question? What team would I pick? And the question was, next weekend, if Callas and Naismith are fit, right? Well, Callas won't be fit. Well, he, he won't, Callas won't be match fit. Mm, he just rested today. He'd been in the squad today. Well, they right, said he was he, rested, which I find I found ridiculous. He had a Why tight would you rest calf. a player? Yeah, I mean they could have. Right, yeah, he I had a tight so. calf, so he didn't. It was a precaution, right? Realized he had an injury. Yeah, yeah. They said he was fit. rested. All right, let's take. No, let's 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 look at the Swansea game. Assuming him and Naismith are fit, right? And it's a big ask for the first one. Uh, sorry, Callas and Naismith are fit. Do do you change any of the back three? Well, I wouldn't put because... Callas in as the last man. I, I don't like him as, as a central defender and the last man when he's much better. Well, who would, who would play you, at the put, back who of would you put in there, Mark? Don't say I think, no, no, no. I like, I like close. I like, I, I'm happy with closer in there um, to, to an extent. I think he's, you know, he's, he's, a calm, he's a calm presence, but there's just nothing in, in midfield. Against West Brom, Williams in the first half did show did show uh, patches of getting ahead of the ball where he scored that goal and, and he, he dominated play, completely faded out in the second half, as did, as did James uh, and, and Scott. But, you know, none of them showed any presence today. <sighs> just playing safe, safe passing. None of them wanted to get a huddle of the ball at all. It was just, there's just no intent. That's the problem. There's just no, no, there was no passion. So uh, I think um, 
uh, SI68 said, Mark, maybe because they're mainly in their final season. Do you think there's just some comfort there, Ian, that they just want, you know, the players just want to, you know, just want to turn up for the wage? They're, they're just happy. Well, to... that's, yeah, but that's what the manager's for, Mark. The manager's there to make sure that that doesn't happen. And it didn't happen at Blackburn. And that's what makes it inexplicable. Look, if we were absolutely useless, and bear in mind, I've seen Bristol City when we've had blokes in the team that couldn't kick it in the right direction. Never mind play football. Well, we've seen them in the fourth division, haven't we? I mean... Yeah, and bottom of it as well. So that's the... um, I I was just writing down the the team that I'd go with uh, next week. And it's honestly, it's not not that good a team. Um, But there are... (laughs) You're trying to to cheer me up. Well, what I do, as as you asked, I I stick with Max in goal because I thought he did did okay. Yeah, uh, it it would be the same back three because I don't think the other guys are are fit. Uh, are certainly not fully fit, match fit. Um, to do ninety, same back three. Uh, I keep Sykes in because I thought Sykes gave it a lot today. He did nothing going forward, but that's probably because nobody gave him the. Well, having said that, he nearly set up a goal at the end for Scott. Yeah. He was a bit sharper. So it'd be Sykes, Williams, James and Pring in midfield. I'd bring back Andy Vyman and start him at 10 and I'd reunite the WSM because I have Semenu and Martin up front. Um, so you left think... out Alex Scott then? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. He's, he's not been playing well. It's the same as Andy Vyman. Perhaps the kid needs a rest. He's 19, for God's sake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like castigating the kid for for on the on a personal basis, I'm just saying he ain't. He's a footballer. He's not playing I mean, well. Daft as it not may to... seem, he's playing other than a few glimpses, right? But last season, he was he made that right wing back position, made a good fist of it there, yeah, yeah. to the detriment of his so called preferred position in midfield, and he was yeah. doing all right, wasn't he? But yeah, he was. It. I think he's better as a central midfield player. You know, not the not a number ten. Right, uh, and we don't. It's not the law that we have to play with a number ten. Um, no, but it is the law because if Pearson says it's the law, it's the law, or whatever. Uh, anyway, guys, look, I, 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 thanks to everybody who's been listening because I do feel it's like Groundhog Day doing these um, uh, these matches when they're like this. You know, I mean, things like Burnley and Norwich away. We lost both of those, but it was interesting. There was stuff to talk about. But the last two away games, you know, uh, and then obviously it was Millwall uh, last weekend. It's just been depressing. And as well, you two said, out of three, we, we won at West Brom, but two yeah, out of three. Thank God we did. But that's thank the God problem. we won it, at West it, Brom because I mean, people if, say the hope that, you know, that it's a hope that kills you. But two out of the last three. Game, I thought the performances. Well, for example, Birmingham, and you made a you made a stat earlier on seven seven gate or or uh, eight games, and we picked up four points or something, aren't we, Dave? I don't know what we the... picked up seven out of the last eight games, two wins and a draw. Yeah, so so that would be uh, 24, 24 points. So if you just have a quick glance at the form table, form yeah. table for the championship. Uh, puts us 16th. Yeah. So, but that's only over six games. So we've played six, one, yeah. two, drew one, lost three, and with a minus yeah. three goal difference. So yeah. some people say, well, I... 
You switched your mic off there, Ian. Yeah, I did. I had to shout at the dog. Um, <laughs> we're... You, don't, you don't get that on BBC One, do you? Hang on, Gary Lineker. No. I just have to shout at this dog a minute. Yeah, um, there's no need to talk about Sue like that either. But no. I, can, I can remember Gordon Strachan getting a call right. during an interview hey. and he said, it's the Samaritans, they always call me at this time, which I thought was yeah. brilliant. All right, but I, guys, I look, think, let's... No, we're not... You know, the thing is, I can I can understand go, going on a run and winning three or four, then perhaps going on another run and losing two or three. You know, I can understand that, but we just seem to be a... a I mean, the absolute epitome of a Jekyll and Hyde side. We seem to yeah. be... Good like in like we were at Blackburn, particularly in the first half there, and we scored two yeah. goals in the second. Come to think of it, and then you get a performance. Yeah. And the like Preston Burnley. game and the Preston game was good. That was the other win we got in the last. Yeah, eight. but then you go to play Millwall and you think, here we go, we're going to pick up you know two or three wins on the trot, and we'll be up up in the top six. I know. And and the wheels come off, and I I just think that with as I said tonight, I think I can't see. Nigel Pearson and his 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 merry men um, solving the problem. Please God, they do. I want us to finish. I want us to win this division this year and get in the Premier League. That's what I want. But I just cannot see how it, how it happens. If someone can tell me, brilliant. No. no, I would like to see us finish above halfway and playing the sort of football that we played over a four or five week period early season. And I think we'd be happy with that. Like the home form was decent. It was decent football. And even if we didn't get to the playoffs, you know, uh, that that's a bit of pipe dream. But I think most fans for now would be happy with a top 10 finish, playing decent football and most of it at home. Ashton Gate becoming a fortress that it once was for a few years, certainly hasn't been for the last few and people would be happy. People want to be entertained. And as you said, Ian, those people that have been in the last fortnight to Birmingham and to Reading, you know, spending their hard-earned cash, you know, the players haven't put in a performance on either of those games. Yes, they got a good result at West Brom. Uh, and thank goodness that they got that because otherwise, if they'd have just picked up a point there, we'd have been, and we'd have settled for a point at West Brom. Yeah, in fact, we got the three, but we'd have been set on five points out of the last 24, and that's not good enough. I don't think we're going to be in a relegation fight. I think we've got just enough uh, in there. I don't think Pearson's going anywhere, despite our um, well, we've got five, and, and what we, have you. We're five points, five points clear of Coventry. We're in the final relegation place. But they and Hull won today, and Hull won well, today on, as they well, have got, they? Hang on, they've got, and, but they've got two games in hand. There you go. So oh, they got a winner, but they got a winner, Ian. They got a winner game. Yeah, but they've got they've got a winner, and they probably won't. But I I look at our 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 team, and I th- I look at that division this season. I mean, Rotherham are on the same points as us with a better goal difference, and they got two games in hand. Rotherham, but they lost at home to Hull four two today, didn't they? Yeah, but they're still where they are, and yeah. and and you'd expect yeah. Rotherham. Oh, I know. about people people that haven't got a lot of money. Rotherham are coming pretty much top of that list, aren't they? Lowest well, wage, they are. Lowest they, they well and truly haven't wage, got a top in the championship. Okay, guys, look, look. I want to go and have my tea, <laughs> which shows the time when right. we're doing this. Um, you don't yeah. get that on B- you don't get that on the BBC either from Gary Lineker, no, do you? No, you don't. No. no. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to thank you, everybody who's listened. I think everybody's got fatigue watching City at the moment. But Mark and Ian, yeah. as always, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. We probably will do the Swansea game on Saturday, 
rather than Sunday. So uh, that'll be good. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and helping us to continue our climb above 100,000 downloads on record speed. But thanks, everybody, on behalf of uh, Forever Bristol City, which is me marking in. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Bye now. Bye-bye. Good Thanks. Luck. Take care, everybody. Good luck, everybody. Bye. 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 What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bow, bow, bowing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Red Red Robins are bubba-bubbing along When the Red Red Robin comes bubba-bubbing along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red, red robin starts bobbing along.